the Disgruntled Life Coach Podcast, episode 31. The Disgruntled Life Coach Podcast. It won't make your love life better. It won't make you more successful financially. And it won't make your matching flamingo shirt and N95 mask any cooler. But if you listen carefully, you might just end up a better person. And, maybe, those other things will follow. Or not. Whatever. And now, the Disgruntled Life Coach Podcast. So you can be uninformed or misinformed, sometimes even both. But what I'm hoping to get out of this episode is that you really have a choice to simply be informed. Stop listening to voices that are obviously lying and look for better ways to get information into your thick skull. I'll, I'll try to point you in the right direction, but first, let's define what we're talking about. So just listen carefully, knucklehead. For a definition today, I thought we would take a segment from the awesome website called The Grammarist. And we're going to do a short compare and contrast, really. Here's what they say about misinformation. Something that is misinformed is based on bad information. Something that is uninformed is based on no information or inadequate information. For example, a web page on the difference between misinformed and uninformed would be uninformed if it were based on no research or experience. And it would be misinformed if it were based on research drawn from misleading or speculative commentary. There are those that seek to misinform, but that doesn't mean you have to buy in. But right now, let's take a look at some quotes for some context. Our first quotation today is from Garry Kasparov, a Russian chess grandmaster, former world chess champion, writer, political activist, and commentary. From 1984 until his retirement in 2005, Kasparov was ranked number one for a record of 255 months overall for his career. Since retiring, he's devoted his time to politics mostly and writing and joined as a member of The Other Russia, a coalition opposing the administration and policies of Vladimir Putin. Kasparov is currently chairman of the Human Rights Foundation and chairs its International Council. He said, The point of modern propaganda isn't only to misinform, or push an agenda, is to exhaust your critical thinking, to annihilate truth. Although truth is sometimes subjective, we'll talk about that a little bit later. Next up, we have Stephen John Fry, an English actor, broadcaster, comedian, director, and writer. Fry has repeatedly expressed opposition to organized religion and has identified himself as an atheist and a humanist. In August 2013, Fry published an open letter to David Cameron, then British Prime Minister, and the International Olympic Committee calling for a boycott of the 2014 Winter Olympics in Sochi due to concerns over the state-sanctioned persecution of LGBTQ people in Russia. On being uninformed, he said, The only reason people do not know much is because they do not care to know. They are incurious. Incuriosity is the oddest and most foolish failing there is. So... Being uninformed can be a choice, possibly. And hopefully you have a second choice. Or a um, third choice. Sheesh. Finally, we have Dr. Beverly Daniel Tatum. She is a psychologist, administrator, and educator, and she has conducted research and written books on the topic of racism, focusing specifically 
on race and education, racial identity development in teenagers, and assimilation of black families and youth in white neighborhoods. Tatum is the author of a widely acclaimed book, Why All the Black Kids Are Sitting Together in the Cafeteria and Other Conversations About Race, in which she argues that Americans, quite honestly, are reluctant to talk about race issues. She said, we get misinformation growing up about people who are different from ourselves. The idea that we don't understand those who are different is a great jumping off point. So let's, let's get this party started. To start, I'm just going to jump right into an article titled MIT Sloan Research About Social Media, Misinformation, and Elections by Sarah Brown that stated, falsehoods are 70% more likely to be retweeted on Twitter than the truth and reach their first 1,500 people six times faster. But why do people listen to these falsehoods is another topic entirely. In separate research published in Judgment and Decision Making titled On the Reception and Detection of Pseudo-Profound Bullshit, they focused only on the pseudo-profound bullshit, which consists of seemingly impressive assertions that are presented as true and meaningful, but are actually vacuous. They found that, quote, people are more receptive to this type of bullshit and that detecting it is not merely a matter of indiscriminate skepticism, but rather a discernment of deceptive vagueness in otherwise impressive sounding claims. So, when a lie is presented to you in a way that sounds profound on its surface, it is more readily accepted. It is a person, you, who must put aside the confirmation bias and actually listen to the message and, more importantly, judge the source for what it really is. Uh, it's, it's bullshit. Still on the topic of bullshit, a book by Harry G. Frankfurt titled On Bullshit argues that bullshitters misrepresent themselves to their audience not as liars do, that is, by deliberately making false claims about what is true. In fact, bullshit need not be untrue at all. That's right, bullshit may not even be completely lying, but here's where Frankfurt thinks that's important. Bullshitters seek to convey a certain impression of themselves without being concerned about whether anything at all is true. Liars at least acknowledge that it matters what is true. By virtue of this, bullshit is a greater enemy of the truth than lies are. And the majority of those listening believe the bullshit because it's spoken in a language they don't even know anything about. For example, in a review titled, Why Do People Believe COVID-19 Conspiracy Theories? 31% of Americans agreed that COVID-19 was purposefully created and spread despite the absence of any credible evidence for its intentional development. In the next segment, I'm going to lay that one out for you piece by piece, and I promise to speak slowly. Actually, that's a lie. Keep up. Why is it so easy to mislead about science? That's simple. The key weak link is the problematic area of citizens' understanding of basic scientific facts and the scientific process more broadly. In a paper published in Social Sciences titled Science Audiences, Misinformation and Fake News, they found that one in three Americans, 36%, misunderstood the concept of probability. Half the population, 49%, was unable to provide a correct description of a scientific experiment. And three in four, 77%, were unable to describe the idea of a scientific study, indicating an inability among many members of the public to differentiate a sound scientific study from a poorly conducted one 
and to understand the scientific process more broadly. Also, similar numbers exist for the knowledge gap in the workings of political and judicial systems, not only in the U.S., but everywhere there's bullshit being presented. And we spoke in an earlier episode about how once the incorrect information is installed inside your concrete line skulls, even if information corrections are introduced, they can produce psychological discomfort that motivates a person to disregard the correction to reduce the feelings of discomfort. So now we know we need to do better at detecting bullshit, but the why is important too. In an article titled The Psychological Drivers of Misinformation Belief and Its Resistance to Correction, published in the Nature Review Psychology, it concludes that not only can belief in misinformation lead to poor judgments and decision-making, it also exerts a lingering influence on people's reasoning after it has been corrected, an effect known as continued influence effect. And who wants to willingly be part of bad decision-making? I'm not really asking, but no, no one is the answer if you're keeping score. No one wants that. So what can you do to both detect the bullshit and not engage in the bad decision-making? Well, I have some ideas, and they are somewhat less bullshitty. Is, is that even a real adjective? Oh, well, fuck, it is now. So how do you activate your bullshit detector and become a better citizen? Well, that's difficult, because in the first place, you have to actually accept the things that you're hearing or reading may not always be correct. And you must start with some healthy skepticism first. Remember, if you heard something from someone who's university educated, it doesn't make it automatically unassailable. And if you heard it in the mainstream media, it doesn't mean it's automatically wrong or biased. Always find at least three verifiable sources of information for everything you hear. And, and take the common links as the parts that are true and start from there. If you're not willing to believe that you're wrong or that you're misinformed in the first place, you will always be uninformed. Always. And it won't matter how loud you yell, it will still be bullshit. Secondly, take a break from social media. All those platforms are now filled with bullshitters who will happily tell you blue is green and give you weird signs that you've never heard before to convince you it's true. Take a look at some really good nonpartisan websites that verify facts for you, such as Snopes, All Sides, FactCheck.org, PolitiFact, and ProPublica, among many others. Look at the research they've done on the things you're hearing and why they're bullshit from the start. Stop listening to those around you who happen to be holding the same stupid sign or flying the same flag because they have an interest in keeping you uninformed. Really try to find out if those theories you're hearing are based in fact or just made-up distractions. And spoiler alert, they are all crap. But please, please, please find this out for yourself. Lastly, if you do check one thing and you find it's a lie, try to figure out why you were told that lie in the first place. Seriously, try to think for yourself and determine why people are lying to you. In most cases, there's someone way up the bullshit chain who's benefiting from your activism on some bullshit conspiracy theory, and that should upset you. But don't be upset. Just make a pact with yourself that, starting today, bullshit stays in the farmyard. Free yourself from the lies, and your life will start to get better immediately. But be willing to take that first step. It's, it's a baby step, honestly. I mean, would I lie to you? 
Okay, so that's it for this episode. As always, I'll leave you with a disgruntled nugget in a second. But first, I want to thank you for listening. Remember to subscribe to this podcast. I'm on all the major platforms. And please visit www.disgruntledlifecoach.ca for all my podcasts. Working on the www. Please still use it until further notice. Please also follow me on Twitter at Life Disgruntled. There's a link on my website. DM me if you want some stickers. Have you heard about my stickers? I'm sure you've heard about my stickers by now. They're free. Ask for stickers. Also, if you like what you've heard today, tell your friends. If you think this is ridiculous, still, tell your friends. I mean, how hard is that? Disgruntled Nugget. American poet, philosopher, and songwriter Chris Jammy once said, It's okay to be honest about not knowing rather than spreading falsehood. While it is often said that honesty is the best policy, silence is the second best policy. Then the bad astronomer Phil Plate said, I'm tired of ignorance being held up as inspiration, where vicious anti-intellectualism is considered a positive trait and where uninformed opinion is displayed as fact. Not to be outdone, the great American investigative journalist Carl Bernstein said, The lowest form of popular culture Lack of information, misinformation, disinformation, and a contempt for the truth or the reality of most people's lives has overrun real journalism. So, to be honest about not holding up misinformation as contempt for the truth, because uninformed is not a positive trait when you're anti-intellectual or something, uh, I don't know, whatever. Again, thanks for listening, and thanks also to Audionautics and Partners in Rhyme for music and sound effects. Thanks again to Neatnik for visuals, and thanks for your patience. See you in two weeks, or not, whatever.